Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. You know, I don't want to say that I feel lucky because Hurricane Ian missed our small part of Florida, but man, do I feel lucky that Hurricane Ian missed our small part of Florida, especially when you see all the devastation, all the horrible stuff coming out of Southwest Florida. Uh, the storm surge, the buildings gone, the cars washed away, livelihoods and businesses and, and homes. And it's, just, and it's just the beginning because we don't even really know. I think I heard something like right, right around 20 people so far have been confirmed killed, but that number is going to grow, unfortunately. And the devastation, the amount of time that it's going to take to rebuild is just, uh, is just mind-blowing and very sad and tragic. Good news is we have a very solid governor in place who's going to make sure that uh, those people get everything that they need and that that area is rebuilt as quickly, um, as efficiently um, as possible uh, so that we don't have to worry about so that, you know, those people can have a community and we're not going to have to worry about this for a very, very, very long time. Also, uh, we'll get into some of the the climate change crazies who are, man, you'd have thought you'd have thought that Hurricane Ian, it was their birthday. You'd have thought that they just won the lottery. In fact, I, you know, I know that the, uh, there was a mega million jackpot for like a billion dollars. I think that probably there were some people on television who were more excited about a major hurricane hitting Florida so that they could bash uh, Republicans who, are, uh, who don't believe in climate change than that guy who won or the person, because I don't know if it was a man or a woman, who won that billion dollar prize. I just, I mean, I don't have proof of that. I'm just saying, I believe the amount of excitement people had over this hurricane because they could say, see climate change when really hurricane Ian proves the opposite of climate change. I mean, there's only one thing that hurricane Ian proves and it's that Florida is a better place to live than any blue state in the country. And I'll get to that in just a minute. But first I got to talk about Joe Biden. Now yesterday, because of the hurricane, you may have noticed there was no podcast. There was no more case saves the Republic. I was out trying to save my house um, again, we were lucky we didn't get anything, but I was at home, wasn't even allowed to come into the studio. We were locked out. I was downgraded to non-essential personnel for the first time in my life, which I'm going to start. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't think it's a bad thing anymore because I was talking to some of the essential personnel and they the living conditions they had here that they had to endure here at the radio station. I'm not going to complain anymore. I'm fine with being non-essential if it means I can sleep in my own bed, eat my own food and watch cable TV. Oh, and shower. That's the other thing. That's the other thing I was very excited about. Um, but anyway, that, that's neither here nor there. So I was at home yesterday and I didn't have a chance to, I, we, we were prepping. I, I did the show from my house, which required some wires to be, to be strung across and, you know, make sure that this connections here and there. And there were a lot of phone calls with remote engineers and whatnot. Uh, I had to tell my, my kids to be quiet several times. So wait, I didn't get an opportunity to do the podcast yesterday in preparation for the show and the hurricane and, and the special broadcast. Um, but if you, uh, but you know, so I apologize, number one, but I'm back today. One of the things I did want to talk about yesterday, however, when I was thinking about the podcast was Joe Biden and this, this crazy gaffe of his, which I'll be honest with you, I'll be honest with you. Not only is this prob, I would say this is probably one of the worst gaffes that Joe Biden has ever had. And also the reaction in the media was probably for the most part, some of the most concerned I've seen in a long time. 
for example, Joe, Joe, if you don't know the story by now, which I mean, maybe you've, maybe, maybe there was a hurricane in your backyard, but there is a, uh, a congresswoman named Jackie Walorski. She died in August. She got in a horrible car accident. Well, um, I think Congress was on recess, whatever. And she died. Um, and she was part of this major initiative, this push for what was it, like food security. I don't even really, nobody even remembers or knows what the legislation is. They're going to sign the bill. I think today in her honor, but, uh, Joe Biden was speaking at a hunger nutrition and health expo, and he wanted to honor the people that had worked on the bill. And before her death, Jackie Walorski worked on the bill. And so he went through and he was like, Cory Booker and this person and that person. And then he gets to Jackie Walorski and he forgets or zones out or maybe never knew probably forgets though that she died in a car accident and he says jackie where well here i'll play it here it is right here representative jackie are you here where's jackie i didn't think she was was gonna be here he's looking around for her in the room he's saying jackie are you in the room where are you where's jackie oh yeah whatever anyway i thought she was in the room he thought she was in the room a woman who died Almost two months ago, Joe Biden thought was in the room during the signing of this or during the uh, the party to celebrate this. This Anyway, it was a very it was awkward. Trevor Noah from uh, Comedy Central and The Daily Show made fun of Joe Biden for it, which is something that's almost unheard of. And the rest of the media in the um, in the press briefing room, Corinne Jean-Pierre got multiple questions, not just from Fox News, not just from people that you might think are not necessarily friendly to the White House or just, you know, uh, you know, propaganda pieces and, 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 um, and, uh, you know, just, uh, mouthpieces for the Joe Biden administration, like CNN, whatnot. No other like ABC, NBC, they all asked, they said, Hey, is this is a concern. Why would he think that Corinne Jean-Pierre did a horrible job trying to explain it away? She said, Oh, you know, he just, she was top of mind. This was her bill. This was her legislation. This was her work. Her family's here. So she was top of mind. Joe, but President Biden just had her on top of his mind. So when it came time to thank her, he forgot that she was dead. And just because she was on the top of his mind, started you know, calling her, shouting her out. Where are you at, Jackie? Anybody see her? Did she go to the bathroom? Oh, no. Right. She went to the great beyond. Oh, my bad. I totally. Well, anyway, uh, we miss you, Jackie. That's that's what happened. He was it wasn't top of mind. It was it was an empty mind. And uh, the White House wants you to think that this is totally normal. Like I said, several reporters asked about it, which I thought was odd. But when you look at some of the headlines online, you'll see that there are, this is actually a great litmus test for news. Um, I guess you would say uh, truthfulness. If you want to know which organizations or which news sources are actually legitimate, this is a great way to look. For example, the New York Times, their headline is Biden asks if deceased lawmaker is at White House event. Now, really, this kind of headline is how all headlines should read. And you might think that they're nonpartisan by reading this headline, but if you go back, you can find some really biased uh, Trump headlines. So for example, if Donald Trump did something, this headline would read totally different, but because it's by Biden, they just give you the facts. Biden asks if deceased lawmaker is at white house event. So because there's no snark, because there's no editorializing, you can guess that this is probably a left leaning uh, organization. And you'd be right. Maybe not crazy lefty like some others, but this is a left-leaning organization, uh, for shizzle. There's another one, NBC Biden asks whether deceased Congresswoman is at white house event, almost the same exact headline. They changed Congresswoman or they changed lawmaker to Congresswoman. 
and they added the word weather. Uh, that's NBC News. So NBC News, right there, right there, along with, um, right there, along with uh, the New York Times. Now, this is one USA Today. Listen to this. This is what a biased report is. This is what a left-leaning, I mean, in bed with Biden, not reporting the news, but doing everything they can to cover up a major problem and issue uh, piece of journalism is like. USA Today, their headline, Biden's Walorski slip isn't just a memory fail or age, but decency. <laughs> okay. USA Today saying Biden slipping up and thinking a dead woman is in the room. That's not a memory fail. That's not just old age. That's just his decency. He's so decent and understanding that he uh, he really felt her spirit or I don't even know. But that is just be man. That is blatant. That is blatant BS. If I've ever if I've ever heard it. And I've heard a lot of uh, a lot of blatant BS. Fox News. Biden's bizarre. Where's Jackie episode cause for alarm? Republicans say diminished capacity again. That one, because, you know, it says bizarre. But that one, I think, is probably the most honest one. Um, that I've read so far. And then uh, the New York Post, late GOP representative Jackie Walorski's bro, Biden doing best he can despite forgetting sister's death. So again, you're looking at, you're looking at all these different angles, but the USA Today saying that this is decency is, I'll be honest with you, that is indecent of them to say that Joe Biden forgetting a dead woman is not at an event is decent. It is, um, it's dementia is what it is. And it's concerning for all of us. And that, that brings us to another point. There's an article from Breitbart today, uh, which brings up a great point. It's, um, you know, it's from Joel Pollack. Joel Pollack writes, hey, uh, why is no one discussing the 25th Amendment for Joe Biden? Joe Biden called for the late representative Jackie Walorski to appear during a live event on Hunger and Nutrition Wednesday. Walorski was killed in a car accident last month, and Biden had previously called her family to offer condolences. So he knew she was dead. Though the White House attempted to spin his faux pas as a mere sign that Walorski was top of mind, describing it as the kind of mistake that anyone could make, the embarrassing error was the latest evidence that Biden may not be mentally competent to hold the office of president. And yet, there is no talk about removing him from his office using the 25th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. The vice president and the cabinet submit a written statement to the leaders of Congress that the president is unable to discharge his duties. It's, uh, it was suggested during Donald Trump's office, the media talked constantly about the 25th Amendment. There were even reports that Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein tried to invoke the 25th Amendment and replace Trump with Vice President Mike Pence. Now, however, the media are silent. There are three reasons, says Joel Pollack. The first may be that Biden's gaffes are nothing new. In 2008, for example, then-Senator Biden, younger and sharper than he is today, told a wheelchair-bound state senator in Missouri to stand up at a rally. We remember that. The second reason is that Vice President Kamala Harris may not offer much of an improvement. On Thursday, during a visit to the demilitarized zone, she mistakenly praised the strong alliance between the U.S. and the Republic of North Korea. That happened, too. If you, here, I'll play that one for you if you missed it. Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here to help make this a reality. So not only do we have an, uh, an imperfect president who's probably not mentally stable enough to discharge the duties of that office, but the person who's supposed to step in and discharge the duties if he's no longer able to, she can't do it either. Uh, but the third and most important reason is sheer political partisanship. The media, the Democratic Party, and important parts of the executive branch itself wanted Trump removed from power. Therefore, any pretext, an offensive tweet, a slow walk down a ramp became an excuse to demand that the cabinet get rid of Trump. And it might have happened too. The problem was that Mike Pence who would later decline to reject the Electoral College vote, was not going to go along 
with a constitutional coup. You have Democrats here in power, many of whom would. I mean, you think you think Vice President Kamala Harris isn't kicking herself for, say, in North Korea right now because she could definitely get people on board. Merrick Garland, uh, you know, what's his name? Pete Buttigieg. I guarantee the cabinet and the vice president could take this guy out, but they're not going to. There's one more thing Joel Pollack forgot, by the way. The reason they're not going to 25th Amendment, the, the 46th president of the United States, is yes, because, you know, he's, uh, you know, Kamala Harris is bad. Yes, because there's partisanship in the media. But also, Joe Biden is one of the oldest and most corrupt presidents we've ever had. He's one of the oldest and most corrupt Democrats we've ever had. And if he goes down, Kamala Harris has no intention or interest in keeping the bodies buried. You know, Joe Biden can, he can keep the investigations into his son from going forward. He can keep the investigations into his brother from going forward. And he can keep the investigations into the Clintons and the Obamas from going forward. But Kamala Harris isn't going to do that. Pete Buttigieg can't do that, nor do they care. Because when the Clintons were first breaking into crime, Pete Buttigieg was in diapers. Kamala Harris was just trying to figure out a way to romance her way to the top of her profession in, in California. So there's not a lot of interest. There's not, she's, they're not, they're not in the same boys club, if you will. Joe Biden, who's been around forever and a day, he's old, he's dilapidated, he's probably should be, you know, sent out to pasture, but he is the only thing that is keeping the dam of damaging evidence from bursting and flooding every single prominent Democrat of the last 40 to 50 years. That's the other reason they're not going to do it. Uh, anyway, we'll get into more of that, I'm sure. And we will follow, we will follow Dementia Watch to see what else Joe Biden has to say. Plus the latest on the hurricane. I know that uh, it's coming to South Carolina. It's coming to my two favorite places in the world are Florida and South Carolina. And for whatever reason, this hurricane's hitting both of them. Um, but it's back to hurricane strength. I know we're going to follow along in the meantime in the meantime, rest assured, we will continue to bring you these podcasts. And we're back in, we're back in the studio. We've got full power. We've got everything we need. So we should be able to get back on our regular schedule. I do apologize for missing yesterday. But keep in mind that if you subscribe to this podcast, if you haven't already, if you hit the subscribe button wherever you are on Spotify, on Apple iTunes, Google, then it will automatically, whenever there's a new one, they'll automatically notify you of it um, so that you'll never miss, a, you'll never miss a single word of any upcoming future episode of Mark K. Saves the Republic.